1: Course Love Supreme is a production
2: of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. Ladies and gentlemen, this QLS classic we're about to present is one of my personal favorites. That's right, my personal favorites. You know, I always say if you want to know about your favorite artist, you kind of got to get in with their circle. Well, this Greg Film Games episode is an amazing example. His Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, and Quincy Jones stories are gold solid gold. This is one of my top 10 of all-time QLS episodes. It's funny, informative, dramatic, and amazing. Here it is, the Greg Filling Gaines QLS classic, part one. All right, here we go. Hit it. One, two, three. Suprema,
3: Suprema, su- Suprema roll call, Suprema. Sup, su- suprema roll call, suprema, sup, sup, suprema roll call, suprema, sup, sup, suprema roll call.
2: Games is the man. Yeah. Hits on the shelf. Yeah. But on Michaels don't stop to get enough, yeah. did that bridge just
3: write itself? Roll call Suprema oh. su- su- uh. Suprema Roll Call yes. Suprema Sun su- oh. Suprema Roll Call. My name is Fonte Yeah. And I'm a winner. Yeah. With feeling gains. Yeah. Now let it simmer. Roll call. Suprema, <laughs> su-, <laughs> su, su, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, su, su,
1: Suprema Roll Call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. I got the sugars. Yeah. I'm having significant pains. Yeah. But I'm making significant gains.
4: Suprema. 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 Roll call.
3: Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Sunshine. Yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Blame it on the boogie. Suprema, su, su, Suprema, roll call. Suprema, su, su,
4: Suprema, roll call.
0: It's Y-E-M. Yeah. And I can't help it. Yeah. Greg Phillygames. Yeah. The reason you felt it.
4: Roll call. Suprema. 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 Roll call. Suprema.
2: Su- Why you su- around, Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. My
5: name is Greg. Yeah. I'm with Amir. Yeah. But I can't believe. Yeah. That he's right here. Roll call. What? What? Suprema. Suprema. Su- su- Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema.
2: Suprema. Roll call. Suprema, sup sup
4: Suprema, roll call. Suprema,
2: sup sup Suprema, roll call. Yes, wow. Uh, Yes, yes, I am right here. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, y'all? Welcome to uh, another episode of Questlove Supreme. We are live at United Recording Studios, the legendary United Recording Studios. I believe that this is where Frank Sinatra and many a. of yeah, yeah, this recorded is Man's here. World recording here, too. The other room in here, yeah. Yes, yes. We're in the legendary, legendary United Recordings
3: Ray studio. Ray Charles. Wow. Yeah. Well, let, me, let me just let the
2: QLS <laughs> listeners know that our guest today always always accuses me of putting my nerdom for useless music trivia information yeah. ahead of our friendship. Yeah, absolutely. So I will start off, before I even start the the the. The introductions, I will just start with Greg film games. How are you today?
5: I'm here, I'm just fine. And it's so good to see you at the beginning of it, 2018.
2: Yes, it's great to see you. Too. All right, so ladies yeah. and gentlemen, welcome to Questlove Supreme.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Our
2: guest today is one of the heaviest heavyweights of musicians and producers and arrangers. This is the man that you call when you want. The special sauce, or as Marlon Jackson said, now it's soup.
4: <laughs>
2: I've never heard that term in my life, but he said, mm-hmm. "When we got, soup. when we got filling games involved, yeah, now it's soup." Wow, <laughs> he said that. Yes, he said that. He says a
5: lot of wacky things. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I kind of understood what he meant. And, you know, your 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 presence on, you know, when you read some of our our favorite records and 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 productions of of the last 40 years your name is always involved on in some of the most life-changing albums that we've experienced and we want to welcome Greg Filling Games to Questlove Supreme yes.
0: yes. yes. you. Yes.
5: you know why I love you Amir because you're you're such an intense nerd, nerd about this <laughs> yeah, yeah. and curator of this but you're you're keeping the history alive but you're doing it um, in the creepiest way possible. No, 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 no. Seriously, all jokes aside, you're doing it in in the uh, the absolute best way possible. You're you're making it fun. You're using your platform oh, um, from your celebrity to do this, and I for one really appreciate because I don't get out very often these days because I'm older now and I have twin boys who are almost 3 they'll be 3 and eight, but that's that's a whole that's that's a whole and, and my 12-year-old daughter but but you know I'm I'm older now and you know it's it's a new day and it's a new world out there and you know I'm just trying to stay with it so I I appreciate But the you. thing is is that you've
2: you've made some of the best graffiti that will never ever be replaced no matter what and even if ha- people yeah. and even if people don't know yeah. like it's it's there. Like, it's no erasing the history.
5: Well, it's, I've been very, very blessed in that way. And it's true. I've always said, you know, my whole career, those that know, know, and those that don't, don't. And it's fine with me. Um, and actually, I kind of prefer it that way because I love, this happens to me all the time. You know, I'll be talking to someone who has no clue of who I am, right? And they go, so you play, you play you're, you're a musician? I go, yeah. Oh, what do you play? Keyboards? Oh, um, you in a band? Right? I said, "Well, I've been in a couple bands, but uh, <laughs> you know." Stunton, and, and I mean, five, I just, four. I loved it, and and I have this, I have this thing playing in my head. Um, like I was at this incredible museum the other day called the Nethercutt Museum. It's over in Silmar, mm-hmm. and the curator of of all these incredible, incredible musical instruments actually Mir, you should see it cuz it's unbelievable mm-hmm. and and he one of the things on display was a was an actual gramophone and i mentioned to the guy i said well you know you can explain to the uh to the uh to the tourists there that gramophone is you know where where the term grammy came from you know the grammy awards you know he says yeah you're absolutely right he says you ever been to the grammys <laughs> it's really fun and so i have this thing when i get asked a question like that this 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 vision runs through my mind of like you know different times that i've md'd the grammys like yeah. you know like for the lionel richie segment or the Aretha segment and so these Outrageous things back. go through my head before i answer the question going yes
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there a few times
5: but i, I never explain that but i just go yeah i've been a few times and it's hysterical you acknowledge it because no, i do. just try to throw off the scent like yeah i hear that a lot but now you know I, well sometimes i do that too you know but uh it's it's always fun um engaging in those conversations and still leaving the people not having a clue of who I am. I love that.
2: <laughs> no, but you never once been like, yo, you hear that intro on uh We
5: Are the World? Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> you <know>? no. No, <laughs> Nothing. no. Nothing. Oh, okay. No. So some things are better left.
2: Actually you're you're it's my it. favorite type of person to interview because often.
5: Oh, you just said that the, to Quincy the other night. <laughs> no, but
2: I'm, I'm gonna say what's weird is that often when people are in the the eye of the storm or inside the tornado, they really can't give you a good perspective. And I'm saying that he has great stories, mm-hmm. but for me, in talking to engineers is way better than f- talking to. Like the guy, like yeah. That. Like really? I'd rather talk to Susan Rogers about Prince's work habits mm-hmm. than Prince himself. You know what I mean? That's okay, of thing.
5: right? Because you'll get that. Yeah, that you'll get a different um, perspective, exactly. Right.
2: And yeah. I feel as though you're probably the best eyewitness to some crazy historic shit. I mean, just between songs in the key of life and Thriller and. I mean, the you list goes. Stop up. right
3: there, like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the average person's whole shit, like that.
2: God. Yeah, man. Well, I'll give you that. So, where are you where are you
5: originally from? <laughs> Detroit. You're from the D. I'm from the D. East side or west side? Um. Well, it started in Highland, like you know.
2: Listen,
4: this no, dude, <laughs> I'm, he's a nerd. All right, all some
2: right. of my, you know, some of my my key records were created in Detroit as well. Like I did I, not know. I'm that. a lover of Detroit. Okay, well, but I know that people. From the west side, sometimes front, and tell me yeah. east side yeah. for some credibility. Right. So I wanted to know, were you east side
5: or west side? Well, first of all, I don't need cred. <laughs> okay. All, um, um, See, I already know so. you're west side because you didn't even say what up, though, to No, I so. yeah, what up, though. <laughs> I, <you know> what? <laughs> no, actually, I started in Highland Park, if you know okay. about that, which virtually doesn't exist anymore. Sadly. Right. And then I moved to the northwest side. Okay. By eight mile.
4: Mm.
5: Okay. All right. I see. Yeah. So
2: your 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 credentials there, are yeah. still there. You're, yeah. you're in there. Yeah. Oh, side note: uh, When you read the 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 Purple Rain uh, liner notes, mm-hmm. Prince actually gives a what up though.
3: Oh, yeah, oh really? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: really? That's he gives funny. a what up yeah. though
2: to uh, uh, Billy Sparks from Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah, from Detroit. <laughs> so, um, are you? As far as your 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 era or your your period of growing up, mm-hmm. we've also interviewed Ray Parker Jr. on the show. So,
5: oh Lord, how, how did how did that go? It was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This he was guy. the best. How, how did you manage to leave? Because <laughs> we didn't want to. No one loves talking about themselves more than Ray. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I promise you that, man. Damn,
2: shots fired already. <laughs> no, man. I mean,
5: I love Ray, but he knows. <laughs> he knows. It's like you know, you sit him down and you go, "Oh, you want to hear more about me?" great (laughs) later that same week you want to hear more he makes it entertaining but he he, he basically
2: said that for from stevie's uh music of my mind period up until fulfilling his first finale Mm -hmm. he basically wanted you know all detroit cats in his crew as his band and i didn't know if that was just a preference of the something water in detroit or (laughs) he just wanted to make sure that all the homeboys on the block got gigs or that sort of thing but I, you're I, significantly younger, though. So how yeah. did you come to his attention?
5: I don't know. Oh, really? You don't know the story? Nah. No. no. Okay. Well, settle back, and I'll tell you the whole thing. Yes. That's what we <laughs> want. We fireside on chats with, with Uncle Greg. <laughs> oh, with Uncle Greg, yeah. <laughs> well, hello, kids. Let me tell you about the- <laughs> So this is what happened. It's uh, a year after I graduated. I'm in Detroit. I graduated high school, which was Cass Tech in 1974. Mm -hmm. And I was very excited and very much looking forward to going to college because, you know, that's just what you did. And I, I, you know, it was like straight out of the Charlie Brown comics, you know, I got my little Joe Cool briefcase and I was like, I'm going to college. Mm -hmm. I went to Wayne State and I, I, uh, gradually just started sucking <laughs> at everything, even the, even the the subjects I liked. Like, I really liked uh, psychology. Sucking. Wait, you weren't there for music? It was a liberal arts. I took a liberal arts because I was lazy and I didn't want to, you know, really connect <laughs> okay. anything. So I took a liberal arts course, and one of the, the, the courses was psychology, and I was really into it, but I sucked. I just could not get it together, you know. And so I remember telling my mom that, you know, college just wasn't working out. And she says, well, you know, just, just give it another chance and 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 see what happens. And I was gaining a lot of notoriety in Detroit uh, from playing in a couple of different bands fairly regularly and playing around town. Um, and I absolutely idolized Steve, mm-hmm. Stevie. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, I had, uh, posters of him in my bedroom wall and, and I, I really internalized I really absorbed his music I was to his music what you are to music in general I mean I just nerded out but but not in a cerebral way like you um more of a of an organic spiritual musical way you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, I really connected with with uh, his approach musically and vocally. Even though I was really shy about singing, I would sing with him in the shower, or whatever you know. Um, and you know, I was just mesmerized by by his covers of other things, his arrangement. I mean, how do you go from driving in my way? To uh, you know, we can work it out. Right. <laughs> we can work it out. Right. I mean, who does that? Right. And not to not to mention the intro Who does that? On a clavinet. Right. So I was mesmerized, right? I remember telling friends of mine in high school that I would eventually play with Stevie Wonder. I don't know why I did that. I don't know where that came from. Well, actually, I do. It came from the Lord because he put that dream in me, and I I remember just spewing it out, like telling people I was going to play with him. So here's what happened. Um, A dear, dear, dear friend of mine who's a a drummer Mm -hmm. was asked to audition for Steve in New York by a former band member. Uh, by a former Wonderlove band member mm-hmm. he, he 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 got to my friend and asked and, and asked him if he 'd be interested in in auditioning for Stevie in New York, so the obvious answer was yes the night before he left the night before my friend left, I went to see him um, <clears throat> uh, because I was just so thrilled for him, and you know he 's packing and you know we 're talking and we 're all excited and everything, but he insisted that i play some things on a cassette. Um, and he would give that cassette to Steve. This is the kind of friend he was. So uh, he insisted I do this, so I played some things. But I played, I remember one of the things I played was You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. But I played it the same way he did on the record to kind of let him know I understand he how little, he, yeah, you're right? A student, yeah. right, how he thinks. And I played some other things, including... Sun Goddess. I remember playing Mm. that. And I played like maybe one or two other things. And then he, my friend, took the uh, cassette and flew to New York the next day. And it seemed like time stopped. I don't know how long he was there. But I remember uh, one day, uh, maybe two, three days later, um, my friend called me early in the morning and said, Stevie Wonder wants to see you in New York today. Wow. Exactly. So I'm running around the house screaming like a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom, my mom is like, you know, she's on her way to work. You know, she was working at a hospital um, as a director of nurses. And she said, boy, what's the matter with you? She's West Indian. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> so I said, boy, <laughs> So she's like, well, just bring clean underwear. <laughs> <laughs> because no matter what, no matter how bad of an accident you get, if you die, the first thing your mother's going to ask, Did was they his underwear where the knee stands? <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all they want to know. So uh, now, but I'm asked to go to New York that day, but I'm also asked to stop by Stevie's house to pick up one of his brothers. So now I'm sitting inside Stevie Wonder's, and I knew where he lived. There were, there were many of us that knew where he lived, but now I'm sitting inside the house going, okay, well, I'm just here sitting inside Stevie Wonder's house. All right. I'm (laughs) just waiting for his brother. One of his brothers to come down and we're going to go to the airport. All right. Let me just absorb this right now. So uh, Timothy comes down. We go to the airport. Now, There are a few backstories. Now, the first backstory is, remember I was telling you how I was sucking in in college, Mm -hmm. and um, mom said to give it one more try, and I remember saying to myself, all right, look, I'm going to try this one more time, and I'm going to, uh, uh, if nothing earth-shattering happens, I'll register for the spring quarter on the last day to register. Okay. Okay. The day I was leaving for the airport to meet Stevie in New York was the final day to register wow. for Wayne State. Wow! Look at God! Look at God! <laughs> and it, it, I remember being on, you know, going to uh, the uh, metro airport, and, and it started snowing, you know, and it's just like, and it was April first.
4: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs>
5: on top of all that, so um, fly to New York, get settled at the hotel, go to the studio. <clears throat> I'm sitting on pins and needles because I realize I'm about to meet my idol mm-hmm. that I'd only seen twice in concert before. And I'm getting ready to meet this guy, like face to face. And I'm sitting, I'm really trying to be cool. The engineer is just like, you know, they're, we're making small talk, but I'm just.
0: Your hands sweating.
5: I, everything is just, I'm, I'm really just. Is this at the record plate? This was at the Hit Factory.
0: Oh, uh, okay. The original yeah. one.
5: Okay. With the with one elevator and the Fifty Fourth right? Street, yeah, right, Fifty Fourth, the so,
2: Mariah Carey Boys and Men elevator. There you go, <laughs>
5: <laughs> and also known as the Greg Philigan's elevator because I have a story about that that particular elevator. Later. Word, yeah, I do. Okay. It, it's, it'll crack you up. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so I, I'm waiting on Pincet. Finally, elevator door opens, and you know, because you're, you're in the studio and, and there's a monitor that's uh, there's a camera that's pointed at the elevator to see who goes in and out. Mm-hmm. Elevator door finally opens in. Out he comes. He, you know, thing. <laughs> and his sister Renee is towing him, and he's just. Uh, he comes in, and I go, "Oh my god!" There he <laughs> <And> so we um, <laughs> walk because you know that's what you do. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it is. That is yeah. what you do. You don't say, but this is what's going oh, on in your head. Right? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so uh, you know, and he's coming in, and so he, oh, they say, uh, "Steve, uh, Greg's here," and so he. How you doing? And that handshake, mm. that single handshake was the thing that changed my life. Mm. We, uh, from that point on, we made small talk and, uh, you know, he, he actually showed me uh, an original unreleased song of his and he wanted to see if I could play it. What was it called? Uh, see, I see Of course. <laughs> well, there's an answer for that, Amir. And it was called... Spring High.
3: Oh, he ended up cutting it on Ramsey Lewis.
5: You're good. I mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> told you we You're were nerd. good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You. You. <laughs> you. You over there. You're good. Wow. Okay. I've seen good. You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yes, but, you know, at some point, you know, early on, he said he was going to give it to me. But, you know, I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm not bitter because I know and love Ramsey, and it was fantastic. So that's the first song I learned. Wow. How about that? That was the first song I learned. Oh! Huh? <laughs> right? That's Come on, you know it, Steve. Yeah. I, I didn't read
2: my credits, but I know this song very well. Yeah. We have yeah. the A track so there were no, no credits oh, oh, okay, okay.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No but when you think A-track. about it, how about that chorus that goes...
4: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is so great. <laughs> right, so
5: there, you know. Uh, too bad I don't have a keyboard. Anyway,
0: we well, don't say that.
5: But, but yeah. So that was the first one I learned. Now, that's the night of April Fools. Mm-hmm. Next day is more of the formal audition. Um, Wait one quick question yes this is 1975 this is 1975 so songs in the key life did not come out yet no okay he was still working on it 75 okay okay 75 next day is more of the formal audition It's between me and an older looking white guy which i came to find out later on much later on years years later that guy was sent to audition by chick korea
3: Wow. Because
5: Chick heard about Steve uh, auditioning, and he sent this guy, and wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, his name, Mike Garson. Okay. And the reason why I know this is because it was just like maybe a few years ago, this guy approached me at the Nam show in Anaheim and said, I know you, but you may not know me, I go, why? He says, because I'm the one that auditioned against you for Wonder Love. I go, you've got to be kidding me. What? <laughs> Mike Garza, and he told me the whole story from his side. He told me that Chick Corea sent him. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. So I put his name, uh, you know, my contact list. And there's there's a there's a picture of us, uh, you know, standing side by side. But there's yeah. another picture of me going like,
4: you're the one, you're the
5: one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, choking, his, <laughs> choking his neck, right? So, um. So it's between between me and Mike, you know, and we're 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 at we're at Bill's rehearsal. Oh, I remember Bill's? You don't know about that. No. Okay, was it it was called I Bill's. I was for it, but Okay, fine, all right. Okay. So uh, it's a place called Bill's and I met everybody in Wonderlove, including Ollie Raymond? N- Raymond and 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 oh my god. Nisi. Okay. okay. Yeah, Nisi. And Nisi was very, very precocious she would you know run up to me from time to time and pinch me on the butt (laughs) i'm going through the process and from time to time different band members would come up to me on the side and go it's okay you got it don't worry about it it's all right don't worry it's fine and so and i'm still a little nervous but i I don't even remember what i did what song was it i I have no idea we we were playing all day I, i have no idea i don't remember anything about it i just remember going through the process and playing with everybody and 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 kind of you know, feeling my way through and this other guy, Mike, you know, and that was that. Uh So after that whole day, back in the car with Steve, uh, it's evening time. Now we're on our way back to the hit factory. I'm in the back. Steve's in the front. and He turns around at one point and goes, so how does it feel to be a member of wonder love? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my in my head i'm thinking is he serious i don't know because now all these things are coming back to me about like how i heard he was a practical joker and he never you know all these things right so i wasn't sure so i said are you serious he goes of course i'm serious what oh really so now i'm trying to think how can i prove this how can i prove this i said well would you mind telling my mom because <laughs> not gonna lie to mom. That's to the original mom. Instagram. Okay, <laughs> the original Instagram is mom. So you ain't gonna lie to mom. So he says sure. So we get to the studio. I dial the house and give him the phone. The first voice my mom hears oh. is Stevie Wonder's telling her that he wants to have her son in his band and he'll take care of him and he thinks he's very talented and this and this and this and this and this and. This. and they talk for a couple of minutes and then he hands the phone back to me. And for the next few minutes, this is what you hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> damn, you made it. Yeah. Like at that moment, did you feel like that, your mother's response, that's the first time you ever probably got that?
5: Well, like that. I, well, we were doing that to each other. I was just screaming. But the thing is that, you know, she thought, because she told me later on, she thought that it was just going to be a weekend fling and I was going to, um, uh, you know, meet him and have a little thing and then come back home. Come back and go to school. Yeah. Well, it was a weekend fling. I did meet him and I did go back home to get the rest of my shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she was happy that's a music thing could make you some money. So you were 19. Yeah.
5: Oh, and that's the punchline. It was a month before my 19th birthday, but it was a month before Stevie's 25th. Uh Okay. Let's say that again. A month before Stevie's 25th birthday, birthday. which means he was working on songs in the key of life at 24. That's crazy. Yes, it is. That is crazy. So when he, after he turned 25 was when that was released. 25. Wow. I was still trying to learn how to tie my shoelaces at 25. (laughs) This guy, songs in the key of life. Wow. So let that marinate. Yeah.
2: You, you put it in perspective yeah. because I. Wait, there's, there's something I want to ask you about your, your Stevie experience.
5: Um, oh, and I have two other backstories. No, no. Oh, okay. But ask, go. Ask me for you. Well, see, coming.
2: now I'm asking for another
5: backstory on Stevie. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd rather you go. Okay. All right. Finish. So here's the thing thing is, my dear friend, the drummer, did not get the gig.
0: Oh, I was yeah. wondering. Okay.
5: Who was he? Well, unfortunately, you have to ask in that, you know, in in that grammar, you have to say was, because... Ricky. Ricky Lawson. Ricky! Oh, no! Ricky Lawson!
4: Ricky. Oh!
5: You have not experienced friendship until Ricky Lawson was a friend of yours. Wow! Oh, man. Ricky Lawson was the very definition of friend (laughs) in every aspect. I mean, you know, you hear... There's there's a line that goes he'll give you the shirt off your mm-hmm. yeah. he literally would give you the shirt off his back. Wow! There's story after story after mm-hmm. thousands of stories about how he impacted uh, people's lives just quietly, and he was the sweetest guy ever, ever. And there will never be another Ricky Lawson.
0: Dennis used to
2: talk about you him told all the time. you
5: told this story on Soul Train.
2: You're the first cat I knew that didn't even talk about your album. It was a tribute to Ricky Lawson. I was like, "This is the weirdest thing." I've-. Really? Like, I really mean, you usually have you got two minutes to sell yeah. your product to Don. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so a new album and this is yeah. my single. And Don asked you like, "Well, t- tell us about your beginning." You just say, "It's all because of this man right here." And it was like it was almost a tearful moment. I was like, "Wow, like, damn, I gotta treat the roots better because." <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: But wait, so can, can you tell the drummer story then? It. Because Ricky didn't get the gig, but I know Dennis but, used to talk about Ricky all the time. Yeah. It's weird. Well, so he, but you know,
5: and I, it turned Dennis out that- who, Dennis turn, Davis. Dennis Davis. But it turned out that Steve was just trying to, um, I don't know, intimidate or strike fear into the- But it, actually the drummer that was there was Raymond Pounds. Raymond Pounds, yeah. So that's who I meant. but. Uh, Ricky didn't get it with Steve but Roy Ayers was hanging around a lot at the time and Roy said if you don't get it with him you got it with me so he ended up with Roy and technically <laughs> which is weird
0: cuz no, Dennis it, was with Roy <laughs> yeah. and Stevie yeah yeah and but Dennis and Ricky were like really yes, close yes
5: yes so right. it was it was a lot of uh, incestual action going on there yeah. but here's the thing so technically even though I just joined Steve's band and I was working on songs in the life, songs in the key of life. Technically, the first album that was released that I'm on is "Everybody Loves the Sunshine." Uh, you're what? That. Yes, yes, that's you. That's yeah, me. Uh, not on, not on everything. I think on two songs, but there's one song that I have a solo on at the end. That I it was, I'm just, I was just blazing, and I was very young and crazy and hungry, and I was just like. You know, so uh, yeah, that was the first thing that was released that I'm on. What equipment were you using at the time? Whatever the hell I wanted to. <laughs> what was out back I was then? working with Stevie Wonder, dude. He had, every, he had yeah. two of everything.
2: Well, I'm just saying that now, you know, you, we get a cork, we get a you know, no, because these... no, no,
5: no, no. First of all, I had a several pristine roads. That's what that's okay. what I want to know. Like, okay, I mean, like roads like you cannot believe, like roads like. The intro to Superwoman Rhodes. Oh, I mean, I'm like Rhodes, right? Right. And, uh, oh, we had the Yamaha stuff, the CS80, uh, the, the ARP 2600, the mini moves. Mini move, yeah. And of course, the Dream Machine. Tonto? No, 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 no. You know about the Dream Machine. This is No, 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 no. It's been way before Sinclavia. This is what Sinclavia was trying to be like. Uh, is but, this uh, what's the one black man? That little automated no this no 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 this is this is a a custom keyboard from yamaha um three tier keyboard Uh um all white and chrome and the speakers are about as tall as i am and for those of you don't know that's like five eight six feet just say six Nah, yeah right (laughs) no five seven on five eight on a good day but they're they're tall beautiful speakers and um i have Beautiful, fond memories of sitting next to Stevie, just the two of us, wagging our heads together, playing the parts to Saturn. Wow. Playing the string parts to Joy Inside My Tears. Just the two of us. On wow. That okay? That's just a couple of things. And then, um, and there are, I believe, uh, four of these in the world. Of course, Steve owns two of them. Um, and they're not cheap and they're not even they're not even in production anymore they stopped about, you know years ago but uh uh yeah incredible instrument and so yeah i mean i i had uh you know all well, my me, clavinets and all that and other kind of stuff so
2: let me ask if usually in a musician's life i mean they're they're just a sponge when you know if they discover music early from like 10, 11, 12, you know, they're, they're sponge. They're open to anything. Yeah. Usually your, your, your first taste of maturity comes when you're like 15, 16 years old, when you start like putting away childish things and you, you know, something affects you. Can you tell me, I've heard, I like to hear the accounts of of people when they first discovered music of my mind. Was that, was that, did that album have an effect on you as far as like a huge whoa what is yeah, this huge see because I love it so much but yeah. of course I was born in 71 so yeah. me discovering it in 1979 is way different than being there in real time listening yeah. what was that moment like to hear those patches and those like yeah, music I, I, like that well I
5: first of all I just it just made me realize that he was a visionary when it came to, uh, creating sounds that, that, you know, that accurately described his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, and, and the, the amazing way he used the new technology of that time to essentially orchestrate. Because you know when you hear things like uh you know again superwoman um and his use of those uh high synths and everything and 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 how he combined uh you know the newer instruments uh with traditional instruments like piano drums and and so forth so uh and of course the the songwriting every aspect of it the songwriting the the, the vocal approach um the the level of musicianship because you know let's let's remember he played everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh so that had a huge effect but you know it was it was a it was a gradual progression because i didn't just get into him at songs in the key of life cousin it was like you know from
3: everybody say
5: yeah (laughs) it was from that but then you know just just going along the ride the journey with him the progression you know from fingertips to um uh
3: where you I'm coming know, from,
5: yeah. Even before, no, no. Before that, like a science, still delivered, please. Oh, yeah. You know, um, the cover of "We Can Work It Out," um, uh, "Shooby Do that Day." You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'd be a fool right now. Yeah, I met your match. You know, things uh, like that. And then from that, uh, slowly crossing over into uh, the the more mature. Era, you know, starting with where I'm coming from, which was, of course, a precursor to, to uh, musical Music musical line, and and where I'm coming from kind of doesn't get enough credit because mm-hmm. <laughs> where where I'm coming from had a couple of gems like I never dreamed you'd leave this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's Think not of forget that. Soldier. Okay, Think exactly.
1: Of as, oh, yeah, Sugar. And
5: uh, <laughs> take a course in happiness, you know. Like, Isn't it's that a song on yeah,
2: Sugar's is, uh, Science Silver Delivery
5: album before? Oh, uh, do yourself a favor. Educate your mind, you know. Do, do, do. So yeah. get yourself together, you know, so all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, so going along that journey and then ending up at the beginning of the five great album era, starting with songs with um, music in my mind, because the reason why I call it that is because there were five albums that were completely great where every song was great. There are other albums before and after that had great songs, but not complete. Music In My Mind was a complete great Mm -hmm. album. Intervisions was a complete great album. Talking Book Book was a complete great album. (laughs) Uh, Fulfilling This this First first Finale was a complete great album and we won't even discuss Songs in the Key of Life. So that's five right there. That five album run, by the way, that ended at 25. (laughs) Wow. Just reminding you that. Because he was 25 when Songs in the Key of Life was released. Oh, that's right. So before that, damn. Exactly. That's the perspective.
3: The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective.
5: But can I just give you one last backstory about? Give the, all the but, backstory. Okay. We live for that shit. Okay, so I was given another perspective years later by one of Steve's uh, former managers, who explained from his end how the process went down for my audition. So Ricky goes to the studio and he auditions, and he's told he doesn't get the gig. He kind of leaves with his tail between his legs, you know, and he's like obviously disheartened, and he leaves the studio. He's outside the studio. He feels in his pocket, and he remembers that my cassette's in his – that he still has my cassette. He goes back to the studio and says to one of the managers at the time, listen, you know, I got this friend. His name is Greg, and, and you know, I promised him that I'd give this tape to – he's a keyboard player, and I promised it I'd give this cassette to Steve so he could – check him out would you mind just making sure he gets it And the guy says sure puts it on a table uh with a pile of other cassettes steve was not there at the time Mm -hmm. he stepped away some time later he comes back sits down at the table with the cassettes he's fishing around all of a sudden he... (laughs)
3: he just grabs one at random
5: grabs one at random sticks it in presses play he's listening he's and then he stops wagging his head because he's got like a kind of disconcerted look on his face. And he he sits still and then he goes, he takes the cassette out and goes, what's this say? So the guy says, uh, Greg. Of course, he butchered my last name. <laughs> and so Steve reportedly said, get him. Wow. wow. So because apparently... Well, no, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So he, he they, they, uh, they, they call Ricky back. They see a uh, Ricky, and he goes, "Oh, did he change his mind?" Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, oh. well, 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 not exactly, oh. but but you know your friend. Can you call him?
4: Oh damn!
5: Oh. Okay, damn, Ricky. So so I know right. So so that's what. But then the reason why Steve reacted the way he did, apparently, legend has it, is because. He thought it was him. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh. He thought it was him playing and he couldn't quite figure it out. Oh. (laughs) Wow. I guess I left a bit of an impression, which is kind of what I wanted to do. So that's. Damn. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. That's bananas. (laughs) And I actually remember telling Steve that, like, uh, maybe like a couple years ago. And he said, All right, well, that sounds, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> he he didn't <doesn't. laughs> we'll go with that. That's
4: <laughs> right.
2: So you were just auditioning to be in the band, but you wound up on songs in the key of life four times. So okay, being in the eye of the storm. Yeah. What? Because I remember. Like now, it doesn't seem like a year and a half was all that long to wait from '74 till. Seventy-six. Oh, but it was.
5: Yeah, and (laughs) it was if you're Barry Gordy.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Right. Right. So, (laughs) one, what, what was taking so long, and why? (laughs) Well, of course, I I know that you know, fine wine takes its time, but there's
5: fine wine, and then there's Stevie Wonder.
2: So, by the time (laughs) you're there, do you know that it's going to be a
5: double album or two point five albums? No. I just know it's a lot of. Did music. he know that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was just because, for every one song that ended up on the record, there's about three or four that didn't. Damn. So you multiply, you do the math on that, and
2: uh, so how many songs do you think around doing just during that period? I it's, it's
5: endless because you know what? I have a, a few mm-hmm. cassettes of unreleased stuff. It yeah i it's one two i'm pretty sure two pretty sure i have two and just and that's not even you know that's barely the tip of the iceberg okay as, and that's from back then okay you know okay. so it's it's added up over the decades um so uh yeah he had a lot of stuff and, and he had he had things like um uh, oh, oh, you, you got to hear this story. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. Okay. Because um, it sort of uh, it, it ties in with your question. Um, all kinds of unreleased stuff. And the, the night before my first show with him, which was in D.C., for a little thing called Human Kindness Day, which was on the grounds of the Washington Monument, mm-hmm. 250,000 people. That's my first show. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, there's an audition for you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's the night before. And, you know, t- uh, usually or traditionally, Steve would have a massive black bag full of tapes of guess what? So um, I somewhere found the, uh, you know, intestinal fortitude to ask him if <laughs> I could borrow the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know he said yes?
4: Mm-hmm. Wow.
5: What about that? I have st- I'm 19 years old. I have Stevie barely 19. I have Stevie Wonder's bag of unreleased music in my room. Wow. With a pair of headphones. What are you going to do? <laughs> Stay in there for like a week. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just rifling through stuff. I can't be- I can't believe he said yes to this day. And I'm playing stuff. And, and Amir, for the first time, I'm hearing the original version of Send One Your Love. And uh, I cannot tell you, I cannot describe to you what it was like, Amir. All I can say was that it was an instrumental, and all the synthesizers were singing. What? They were singing, Amir. Now, you know how it goes. You know. But right. But in addition to the melody, they had these background synths going do wop do wop in harmony. I'm telling you, Amir, it was otherworldly. I never heard anything like it in my life. And I'm sitting there like, it was like LSD and the best weed you ever can <laughs> think you can imagine. And I don't do drugs, but I'm talking about it. it was like all of those combined, it was just like, oh my god, I can't believe this. That's and that's one thing I heard. And I heard all kinds of stuff that I I can't even describe uh, the feeling. And and
1: I gave it all back
5: to him the next day, and I was a changed man. God.
1: So, wow. so none of this stuff has ever come out, the outtakes from, from songs in the key of life or the demos Not, and, and all and that?
5: There was another song called Living for Your Love. And I, I think... He has since released that, but the original version of that was the best. And that was done on the the Dream Machine, too, and all these weird sounds. And bo-bo-bo-bo. Do- 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 what, what? Do-do-do-do. What? What? Do-do-do-do. What? Do-do-do-do. What? I mean, just crazy stuff, you know? And, so the original Sin Your You love that was,
3: I mean, the version you heard was what, 75, 76? Was it that early?
5: 75.
2: Sounds about right. 75, man. Sounds about right.
3: Yeah, uh, and yeah. usually when we get stuff,
2: especially it's that good, ye- yeah, it's years been, later. Yeah,
3: it's, yeah, it's been watered down, been cut
5: yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
3: God, so Yo, you
2: know, how amazing so the person for version, that to just oh my for, god, to leave it off the record, like yeah, not yet.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, and so the one you know about, yeah, doesn't hold.
3: it. Again. Doesn't even compare.
5: Oh, man. Doesn't even hold. You think you like that?
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so,
2: uh. I got to know why did he part ways with the Tonto guys with Bob and Cecil Malcolm Ugly?
5: Yeah, Bob and uh, Malcolm I don't think it was anything I think it was well, just Well, they were there the program. Well, I mean they they introduced him to the whole world of sense with 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 Tonto and I think it was just uh time to change. Yeah, I don't think it was anything um you know Negative. I don't really know much about the split, but I don't think it was anything, you know, I don't think it was because of any issues.
2: Well, you know? no, no, I didn't mean like was it amicable, but yeah. I was just trying to figure out if, you know, for what they were doing with him between 71 yeah. and 74, with you know, synthesizers yeah. were the yeah. size of rooms. Yeah. Suddenly Yamaha's making these, because what I want to know is, is, uh, the the ability to play chords with these patches. Yeah. And what what year was it that you were able to play more than one note at the t- at polyphony, the same time? Well,
5: that kicked Oh, I can't remember the exact year, but um it it, it was kind of going on when I was there because of the Dream Machine and because of the CS80, you had polyphony with those instruments. But I think as far as the split from Malcolm and Bob, he just he he just it just seems to me thinking about it that he wanted a more hands on approach and he was able to do he felt he could do more on his own with the technology of that time because you know well, it, the, you got the ARP twenty six hundred now and mm-hmm. you know but that was that was even that that was around even during uh, before songs Keep Kevlite because that was on um you know it was uh, the 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 bass sound for boogie on so I mean. You know, uh, you know that it was around, but I just think he wanted to take more of a hands-on approach and just do, just create the sounds on his own.
2: You so, know, what what songs are you on as far as the actual tracking? And right.
5: The- so Saturn. Okay. Contusion. Contusion, and the only reason why I'm on Contusion is because that crazy line that <laughs> Mike Cimbelo came up mm-hmm. with, he couldn't play it. Oh. and i said well i can <laughs> <laughs> so he said okay go so in the room that's me doing doubling oh michael. the inside line yeah <laughs> that's me that's me doubling michael on a on a synth yeah and that's the only reason why i'm on that and then probably isn't she lovely? my my favorite well uh, one of my favorites for sure um uh, well, yes, isn't she lovely? I'm on that, and one of my favorites for sure, "Joy Inside My Tears." Mm. Yes, I string parts of that. So, and I played the Rhodes on um, "Isn't She Lovely." Mm. Yeah.
2: So were those songs
5: all tracked together with a group of people? No, or was it- no. "Isn't She Lovely" was an overdub. I I uh, I definitely remember that. Um, but I also remember meeting the subject of that song in a little crib at his brownstone in New York. And I remember going up stairs and looking down in the crib and going, oh, she's cute. <laughs> 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 um, but yes, uh, it was a Rhodes overdub on Isn't She Lovely. Um, it was kind of like, um, well, it was an overdub on, on Contusion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve and I did the string parts and the the orchestral parts together on Joy inside my tears and Saturn. So when the album comes out in '76, yeah. Do oh, you by the way, we we he actually had T-shirts made up. We're not done yet. We're almost, almost finished. Yeah, we're almost finished. Yeah. So Steve,
4: yeah,
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> you guys were gonna do that for Voodoo, weren't you? They <laughs> did. Yeah, we, we did. The- the- because D'Angelo was taking five years with Voodoo, so oh, yeah, we yeah. Two, you did the same. We same thing did our yeah. I made mean, yeah. t-shirts that yeah. you
3: know, and you can still wear them today. <laughs> <laughs> so I do love that guy though. When I
2: mean, when in '76, uh, in September of '76, when this comes out, yeah. What was I? I just recently found. Have you guys ever seen that EPK that's online? When the press is hearing. Uh, songs in the key of life for the first time have any of you guys seen this no mm-hmm. so when you like g- google songs in the key of life uh epk and it's like a listening session of really of, of yeah like 50 key rock critics even like robert christigal was there when he was in like his younger days but they're all listening together and <laughs> to watch them collectively jaw drop like really? after they hear sir duke for the first time and you know, it's it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Really? But yeah, it, it's on YouTube. Um, but or YouTube! Okay, to right. watch people. Well, that um, you know, like I was in first grade by the time it came out, and what was it? Oh my God! September's? No, my first. My homework. Grade.
5: No homework. <laughs> I've got socks older than you. <laughs> it's first grade. Yeah,
2: like my homework was, you know, have mom and dad buy this album and you know we all had our copies in school the next day and we're oh reading the liner notes and all this stuff. No uh, the, the liner notes alone like changed my life but what was it just in in, in real time and to tour behind this album? What well, was it all, like to
5: to? Well first of all it, it wasn't he didn't tour off of this. Um Wait a minute you sure? Yeah, I'm kind of sure Cause he wait, When he won <laughs> Grammy he was like you do, you guys remember that episode of,
2: of the Grammy Awards where he was in Africa?
5: Yeah, but that wasn't a tour. We we went uh, we went to Lagos, Nigeria, mm. <sighs> because he wanted to perform down there, and it and it it, it was it turned out to be, uh, you know, in time, uh, or during the Grammys, and we did a remote segment, and that's the that's where you 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 have Andy Williams asking the immortal question: "Stevie, can you see us?" <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the weirdest uh, thing to watch as a seven-year-old.
2: No, man. I was. Well, he was like on this telephone, but okay, that explains yeah. why he was dressed in all that African garb. Yeah, was Falai at those shows?
5: I, I think, I think so. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I think so. Uh, I, I have kind of. I only have one memory of Lagos, but anyway, um, and what I it is? Well, that that we we rolled up and we stayed in this very opulent hotel. And it was like, you know, gold fixtures in the bathrooms and everything. And I remember uh we I remember my room was high up and I remember looking down on the beach and seeing people squatting on the beach and, and, and being in huts. I remember that. Um but it was wild, man. I, I also remember like the auditorium we, we actually performed at, you know, the crowd was great, they were raucous, you know, and and I'm like can we're doing a remote broad- broadcast to the Grammys? This is crazy. Uh, but that's it. So we didn't tour off of that album. He didn't really do formal tours, just did one-offs like <laughs> playing Jamaica and having Bob Marley open for us. <laughs> <laughs> what? That wow. didn't suck. No, right? I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> um, you know, and I remember... When we were rehearsing and he told us that we were going to jamaica like i immediately went out and got um uh An answer, marley's yeah. marley's a- album which was uh um uh what was that hallmark album what was the name of that exodus album? no um crap catch a fire no it, it, it had um i don't remember the name of the album but it had you know lively up yourself. and and it had uh i'm looking uh, yeah, look, it's it's a class. You'll know when you see well, no, it. No. Catch a Fire, Burning, Natty Dread. Must be Natty Dread. Okay. Yeah. Roots, Rock, Rock, mm-hmm. Reggae. Oh, that, uh, okay, yeah. That's
2: reggae music. that's Ross- Man Vibration, that one. Okay. Yeah, Roots, okay. 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 Rock, Reggae. That was 76.
5: Well, yeah, okay. So I remember getting that and just pl- playing it over and over again. And then, like, next thing you know, we're Mar- Marley's opening up for us. Damn. It's crazy.
2: So well, that and. Why no
5: touring, though? Cause he's Stevie Wonder. It's just different. He's just you know, it's he just all over him. the place. No, he's just he was just all over the place.
2: He, he you for those album like those songs and that's so weird. I I thought he didn't tour behind uh, Secret Life of Plants, but I definitely thought he toured. He behind. did no oh. no
5: no 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 no. We didn't like he, like I said, my five days with Secret Life. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, my 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 first gig was um, the Human Kindness Day in D.C. and. Um, I don't remember what, what happened consecutively after that, but I know um, uh, Jamaica, um, you know Lagos, and things like that. But but not a lot of not a lot of um, action. Not a lot of action. Not anything formal or consistent that you would you would you know classify as a tour.
2: But did he want you exclusively his? Because I'm trying to figure yeah. out exactly when did you ease to the Jacksons?
5: Well, we were all on retainer and that was that was uh the other cool thing about being in the band, and it's like i i just joined i just turned nineteen and I'm making five hundred dollars a week and I'm like, okay this is it, this is it right yeah. here this is it on retainer like every week and uh, it, was that okay, I'm so glad you said that what for a working
2: musician, yeah, was that a good living in 1975, 76?
5: at that time yeah okay oh for it was great for me, okay, yeah. Um, today that's not even an hour. For me. Well, but, yeah, I know uh, that, but you know, heavy. like <laughs> yeah.
2: your 500 back then today would probably be like, you know, 4,000, 4,500 yeah. a, a week or something. But yeah,
5: something like that. But, um, or at least 10 times as much as that, but, uh, no, it was great. Um, and, uh, so I was with him from 75 till the beginning of 79, January 79. Um, the last cha cha with him was in Atlanta, I remember that, and then it was uh, it was tough to say goodbye, uh, but I realized that I needed to, or else I was gonna remain stagnant. Yeah, it's gonna be comfortable. Yeah. So and you I, had I a goal to, to
2: be a producer, or no, was it just no, like... No, I
5: had I had a goal to to expand, um, to the to the extent that I could because. This was based on um, promises, unkept promises of, you know, producing an album on Wonder Love.
2: Everyone has that story.
5: Yeah. He kept promising us he was going to, you know, uh, do an album. And it got to the point where we we believed him less and less. And then one day he said, all right, look, I'm doing this. And uh, this is where we're going to do. it. We're going to go. We're going to leave here. We're going, to, we're going out of here and we're going to uh, Louisiana. we I don't know how he found this place, but there is a, I don't even know if it still exists now, but there was back then a studio called Studio in the Country. <laughs> <laughs> Never more was there an appropriate name for a facility because this place was in Bogalusa, Louisiana. Damn. it? Thank you. <laughs> Look that up, Google it. I don't even know if Bogalusa exists anymore, but it did then, and it was deep, deep, deep in the country. And uh, it was in a house? No, it was a studio. And it was a cool studio too. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a proper studio. But it was how cool. deep in
2: the country in the late seventies? Oh, it was, it was deep.
5: It was, it was, it was in the sticks, but it was great. The people were wonderful.
3: It's still open, by the way. It is? Yeah.
5: Okay. How about that studio in the country in Bogalusa, Louisiana? We went down there and. Uh, you know, we hung out, and um, uh, I have to tell you about my most memorable experience of being there, because you haven't lived until you've been in a car with Stevie Wonder. Okay. Yeah, I was waiting for the car driving story. So hit it. You haven't lived until you've been driven driven in a by, car Stevie Wonder. by Stevie Wonder. So but So no we, accident. No, hit no, no. So car. here's what happened. So we're feeling frisky. We're in the hotel, and you know, we're, we're just like. Uh, you know, messing around, and all of a sudden, I don't remember who else I, I was with, but it was a small group of us, and somebody said, hey, Steve, you want to drive? Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure. So we go down, go to somebody's car in the parking lot. It it was, it was open, you know, there were very few cars in the lot. And we all get in the car, and he gets behind the wheel, and it's like, Arr! is he having a time
0: of his life he's cracking up and
5: and whoever was sitting next to him was like okay go this go right go left he's like okay (laughs) and it's hysterical and we're just dying laughing we're cracking up and i go okay this is something to remember yeah yeah so that was the most memorable thing unfortunately that happened we made we made a good amount of music we all took turns trying to be Junior Stevies. Um, you know, I I came up with a couple of songs that weren't really great, but, you know, whatever. And um, But then at one point, he left, went to New York, and that was the beginning of the end. And he started phoning things in, and then all of a sudden, he just kind of left us to fend for ourselves. And I was like, okay, you know what? This isn't really gonna happen. So I had to make up my mind, and it was a tough decision. But there were two times in my life when I felt spiritually depleted, and it, it was crucial for me to move. And that was the first time.
2: Man, yeah.
5: So what this
2: was? So right now at I, the beginning of of Secret Life of Plants, or
5: no? Well, let's see. No, because. I was still in the band when he was working on that. Okay. I, I didn't play any that was all him.
2: What was the I mean the general mostly con- him, but the, the general what him. was the general conversation because you know usually with what they call the departure record yeah it's supposed to be seen as yes this is my artistic left turn and da 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 but I guess later in life all of us here sort of discover that the departure record is kind of a uh means to Ruin it before you get ruined, or it's the self sabotage
3: move. Hmm. And that's what you think "Secret Life of Plants" was.
2: Well, no, I mean, just most most departure albums usually happen after your biggest your biggest album, right? Right. And you don't want to express the fear of you having run out of ideas or that sort of thing. So it's sort of like it's safe to do a soundtrack let me do the album. Yeah, let me do the absolute left turn. Trouble Man. Yeah. Trouble Man, yeah, but Around the World in a Day, Sergeant yeah, Peppers. I mean, sometimes it backfires and,
5: and it becomes
3: right. and becomes
2: even bigger. So I mean, for, what was just the general movement? Like, hey, I'm going to do an all instrumental album. Another no, World's Waiting. No, no,
5: I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think it, it you, you have to look at it like this. I think it had to do with wanting to take on the challenge of doing a score. This was a score to a movie done by a blind guy. Let's just...
1: Let's <laughs> oh, I did know that the movie was done by
5: a
2: blind
1: no, guy. He's t- the no, the score was... The, the score. score. The score itself. Oh,
5: the score
4: yeah. okay. a movie. Or a movie that he never saw. He no, I thought you meant... Okay, okay.
5: Yeah. I get it. No, it's get a blind guy doing a score for a movie. Who does that? Right. Well, <laughs> who does that? I see. So he... Who hires that guy? He, well, somebody <laughs> really crazy. Um, or somebody really... Uh, Extra visionary. Mm-hmm. But um, no, he. I think he just dug the challenge. Hmm. He was really into the challenge of doing it, and that was the premiere of Someone You Love. But he really got into it. He really got into the challenge and wanted to know as much about the movie, you know, as many details as he could get, and he just forced his entire being into that. For the record, that's
2: my favorite Stevie record. And not to be contrary,
5: really. I mean, it's just you know,
2: I was eight years old, and that was that was my Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, okay. Put the headphones on and close my eyes and imagine stuff. And sure, it just like I didn't know about oh this uh, pop hooks. Like my dad hated it, so he's like, here you take it, (laughs) and it just spoke to me as as an eight year old. So it that's pretty wild. You know, actually, we're talking to him right now about doing some. uh, Hopefully some some dates like to do it in its entirety. Secret life of plants. Yeah, that's wow. okay. Wow. Did I just let the cat out yet? All right, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll just yeah. we'll, we'll, I got, we won't I got, guide I got this until after tonight. Four, four,
5: we'll, four words for you, bro. Good luck with that.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean we're we're in the talking stage. Um, oh, and it's you been. We'll be so- talking. <laughs> that's all you gonna be doing it's Solange's dream it's our dream so
5: I mean that's basically dreams can't come true but I just good luck with that I'll be calling you I
0: was about to say don't you need (laughs) Greg you don't don't need to (laughs) (laughs) arms crossed audience (sighs) arms crossed so was Destiny
2: your first foray into arranging and really to me it's producing and like why okay we gotta get into the titles of yeah Cause I only saw these credits on Jacksons Now I'm like, yeah. finger snap arranger. <laughs> ranger, you know, that's like,
5: because they were all dying for credit. Yeah, I get it. Because they wanted, they were so desperate to be on their own, and they just wanted to do. Okay, look, I'm the one that set the mic. You know, yeah. You know, I'm the one that chose the studio. The, it, whatever. It the was. Jacksons have the strangest album yeah. credits
2: of all time. Yeah. That stuck with me for life. Yeah. So talk but, to me but, about you <laughs> coming aboard for Destiny.
5: I will, but to answer the question, no, it wasn't my first foray, foray into arranging because I was cutting my teeth, I was allowed to cut my teeth uh, arranging-wise thanks to the partnership of Dick Griffey and Don Cornelius. Thank you. Mm. Whoa, well, you hey, had to serve
2: some time in Dick Griffeyville.
5: Yeah. Soul Train
2: Records. Yeah. Oh. No, don't, say, don't, don't you dare say Uptown Festival. Uptown Festival. Please don't say it. Shalomars, Disco Garden. Uh. No.
5: But but let me see did I do some Shallamar? I think You did the Soul have... Train Gang album? Oh god, I remember that, but I remember doing I remember working on on different artists of theirs of course. I believe it. Of course, um uh Dicks Dix uh, Dick's, uh wife, Muse. Uh, Carrie, wife, Lucas. Carrie Lucas? Carrie. I I did uh a couple of her albums. I did uh uh there there was another Oh god, there was another band. It was like two guys and they had sort of like an Indian name and I can't remember right now. Um, but they had all these... They had a small stable of artists and, and the, including the Whispers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of stuff and, and they, let, they let me just do... They just let me arrange.
2: No. Wait, you know what's weird? Mm. Um, in your Wikipedia, mm. it says that... I know, Carrie, Carrie is Lucas is my... Lucas is your yeah. blood
5: sister. No, that is so... <laughs> I don't know who, and they, and they won't take it away. I don't know who to write to make that correction, but it's really annoying.
2: It doesn't matter because one of the Dixie hummingbirds was my grandfather. Okay, and there, there I you got you know had to get embarrassed on national TV once they told me like he he's not your grandfather. Oops. Yeah, exactly. Um, So you d- did some time under Soul Train Records.
5: Yeah, but I enjoyed it, and I remember. Uh, working a lot with the Whispers, and I remember one of the twins saying to me, You know what your problem is? I go, No. He goes, You know too much. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Wow. <laughs> it was some kind of a society. backhanded compliment, but you know, yeah, he's like, Yeah, I did, didn't understand it then, but I sort of get it now.
2: Did you work on Let's Go All the Way?
5: Yeah. uh Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. So when you're brought aboard, like what? Were you there just for session work or like what,
5: what well, was your title? I don't really think I had a title. Uh, I, I wasn't like, a, I wasn't like a, a staff producer or anything like that. I, I was just brought in to play sessions and, and sometimes arrange, either horns or rhythm or whatever. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: So, um, dear friend of mine, Bobby
5: Columbi. uh, blood, sweat and tears, right? The, yeah. Okay. The drummer, uh, who became an executive at CBS said, you know, you need to do more arranging. And I go, well, I don't know. I'm really sure he says, no, actually you do. And here's who you're going to here, here, do it with. Next thing you know, I'm in a room with the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, met all the brothers and, uh. You know, now you have to remember the time. This was when they finally left the clutches of Motown, and uh, this was after the the, Philly, the, the, the Nash- Philly thing, you know. And so now they're trying to establish themselves as producers, but CBS was cautious, so they they brought in Bobby just to make sure things didn't get too out of hand, you know. Okay. And so, um,
2: were you aware? I mean, was Okay, dude. I mean, you were part of "Songs in the Key of Life" by then. Yeah. Like, was the Jacksons or Going Places on your radar by then,
5: or was it like, yeah, dude? No, 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 no. You, I love the Jacksons. I, I had okay. just as many dreams about them just about as I had uh, of Steve. Okay. Uh, oh no, absolutely, man. Because the the thing. Well, first of all, when I was eight, mm-hmm. and I saw the Beatles on Sullivan, I said, right, that's what I want to do. So the Beatles um, just changed my life. And then the Monkees <laughs> changed my life because they were the American Beatles. Right. And then the Jackson 5 <laughs> are the Black Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, this is fantastic. I mean, they even have their own cartoon show. <laughs> what band do you know has their own cartoon show on Saturdays? It's fantastic. So I was all, you know, please, uh, I want you back. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? So it's like, yeah, I was all about the Jackson Five, and I had visions. I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could actually like meet them or work? It was incredible. Next thing you know, I'm in a room, and here they are, and we're doing the Destiny album. And my first assignment was this little um, overly white bread tune called "Blame It on the Boogie." And they-, they played me the demo, and I was like. Uh,
0: i'm like okay
5: well good let's see how we can funk this up you know? how did they, so, the how original
3: did they find version that version is jamming though i yeah. like the original did you like the original mick jackson
2: yeah well back then kinda, it seemed cutesy it was I kinda, mean, it's kind of it's kind of white it works version. now yeah, because no much, one yeah. no <laughs> one expects it when, when yeah exactly. we spin it like, yeah what the hell is exactly.
5: exactly but back then it was like really we're, we're gonna make this a jackson thing okay. <laughs> so my my so bobby brought that song to you guys i i can't remember if bobby brought it to them but were they open to it well actually yeah okay um i I, yeah you know uh generally speaking yeah um but my mantra back then was all right i'm out here on my own what would stevie do that was my thing what would Mm. stevie do what would stevie do so you know and i would bring in like former band members to, to play on uh you know those are early recordings, and so I'm always thinking, what would Stevie do? So it's like, all right, let's see, got to make it funky. So that's what you know. That was the basis of that, and then you know things um uh built from there. I didn't do the horn arrangements for that song, but they did turn out cool. Um Was that Tom Tom or, or it wasn't? It wasn't Tom Tom yet. It I don't I don't remember who did the horns for that. Okay, but Tom Tom didn't um come until later on. I mean Tom Tom did the mm-hmm. horns for Shake Your Body Down. I mean that was, you know. Okay. And they and they <laughs> they, they wanted <laughs> at, at, at that by that point they definitely wanted the Earth Wind and Fire influence, you know. So we got a little little Tom Washington come in with his crazy self. I love Tom. Okay. But um for Destiny, yeah, that's that was the, the first song and then we just took it from there and it was uh, you know Marriage made in heaven.
2: How do you even approach like you're dealing with the five of them But yeah. who's the alpha as far as like the music ideas who do you have to like who's the dad who's who's the person that wow. you have to get the idea from because i'm certain then it's like well i want my piece And it was and all of them
5: it, it was all of them in that way
2: you know um, but was it a psychological but, thing where it's like you had the jedi mind trick and
5: mm. I don't
2: like this arrangement.
0: I don't like this song. And in my mind, Jermaine was vocal. He, was gone. He was, oh, he was gone. he was gone. Okay, so Jackie was vocal. No Jackie, no. no,
5: Jackie was actually not as vocal. Certainly not as vocal as Jermaine. Uh, I, I think the, 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 the main characters in Wait, that Wait, Give me scenario. one second. Hang, hang on. on. Yeah.
2: yeah. Sorry. Hang, hang on. on. I lost something. Oh uh, I found it. Okay.
4: loud and wrong. All right, so <laughs> uh,
5: You know, I'm having so much fun right now. I I, I want to do another one
0: cuz you guys are wacky. I mean, did Jermaine come around? I just in my oh, no, mind. He, no, 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 he was a, yeah, just Okay, I'll give us. All right, stop. Jermaine Jackson, Ambassador Oh, if you
5: had, oh, had the crush. Okay, all right. Oh, all right. Sorry oh. about oh. <laughs> No, man. No, more right.
0: of a Marlin girl.
5: Let's see. Okay, so we had Michael, mm-hmm. uh, Randy, Randy, uh, Marlon, um, Jackie, and Tito. Tito. Okay, mm-hmm. so the the most vocal were um, Michael, Marlon, and Randy. Randy was one of the more creative ones. Okay, for sure. Yeah. And um, but all the ideas were just kind of run through the 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 general pipeline between all of them um it wasn't i don't i don't remember it being a, as difficult as you might think um well, but you know here's yeah. the thing though so the question they, they they usually love they generally love my ideas mm-hmm. you know so what I, was the
3: division of labor like at working on destiny like who did what
5: oh gosh well uh little foggy on the the best way to answer that um they they all kind of wanted to chip in for instance with with uh can you feel it was on triumph, triumph right okay yeah. so i gotta i gotta go to that album as, a, as an example so can you feel it specifically um i had you know several Orchestral ideas, um, and one of them was like you know during the the main part of the vamp, you know, and so you got that thing going on, and then you got um, so I, I had it to where you know you'd have a, a an orchestra chime followed by a, a gong, I mean by a, a timpani. So yeah. you'd be like, one, two, three, four, like that. Right. Okay. So um, you'd have that, you know, you'd have like one eighth note being the orchestra chime and then the very next eighth note being the, the timpani. And so they, you know, we had one guy do the chime and another guy do the timpani. Everybody wanted to, you know, play a part in it. And it was cool, you know. Um, so I, I would just answer by saying they all kind of wanted to, do whatever they could; it was reasonable just Qu- to, to contribute. Yeah.
2: Qu- question about things I do for you. Oh yeah. Now it's seventy-eight, so all in all, by Earth, Wind, and Fire is about a year old. Mm-hmm. How much did Jupiter have to do with that song? Because basically, really? like East dude, five minutes later, fifteen seconds later, like the oh, okay. whole, literally the the first verse. <laughs> And the bridge of things I do for you is like from the DNA of of Jupiter by Earth Wind and Fire, of which I I mean I can imagine that you know most songs. I mean I even think that the DNA of of Teddy Pendergrass's "Get Up, Get Down, Get Funky, Get Mm -hmm. Loose" was somewhat of a a basis for "Shake Your Body Down to the Ground." Wow! Really deep with this,
5: ding, don't you? It's frightening, isn't it? It's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. most yeah. songs, but, a, I don't think of it that deep. <laughs> right.
2: But the thing is, is he that does. most songs, most songs are usually started
5: with songs Something that you there's like. Some, there's a germ and somewhere. And then how, I, can I, I, yeah. how can I twist yeah. it and make it my own? I totally agree with that. I, I did not think of give it up.
2: You know, uh, well, being yeah, Funk what yeah, is all
5: yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Let's dance. Let's
2: shout. fun Funk what is all about. Like you know, that that was out in '76, so mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that the DNA of that stuff just being up in the air and them taking it.
5: Okay. Well, while I didn't, while I never looked at it that way for that song, I do see your point, and to that point, it's very possible because I can tell you that they were highly influenced by. Uh, e w f as we all were because for um uh heartbreak hotel oh, mm-hmm, yeah. they wanted the exact same bass sound uh f- from fantasy Dun, 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 dun. Wow. they wanted that they specifically talked about that to the point where we brought in Verdine
3: wow. wow. to what? try
5: to have him duplicate it on dun, 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 dun. Right? and he couldn't Damn. <laughs> I mean because he sat him down and asked him what was that sound and he was like I don't know <laughs> we couldn't get that thick sound that was like you know in fantasy because they wanted to duplicate it for um uh Heartbreak Hotel, Hotel, and it was close, but it wasn't. It actually, it wasn't even close. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that same sound from Fantasy, and we were slightly disappointed. But you know, we used it anyway. Um. Um. So, uh, what what was I going to say about it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to your point about um, that song, what was the song you brought up? Uh, things i will do, do For You to you? It's possible. I, I just never looked at it that way, but it's, okay. it's an interesting take.
2: Well, also, um, you're in the thick of disco. Yeah. And I'm super shocked. Yeah. There's no four on the floor. I mean, the remix to, to Blame It On The Boogie was four on the floor enough with the little extra conga things. But you guys were obviously putting all of your eggs in the basket of no, Shake man. Your Body Down to yeah, the Ground. Because I guess I was going to say, what do you think that was? But here's the thing, though. It's like, it's that was such... Not since seven 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 ninety three eleven yeah. have I heard a funk song in which the one, yeah. the two, the three, and the four are not even emphasized.
5: Okay, Amir, I have two words for you. Hit me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was... You know I came up with the beat.
2: I know you did. That's okay. why that's why you're here. Yeah, okay. But it's like <laughs> it's 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 nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. And disco is at It's flaming. I mean, you it's guys funny, yeah. were basically David to this Goliath moment. <laughs> I don't know. Like don't why know. did y'all decide to take
5: that risk? I I didn't even look at it like that i i don't know if they did i certainly didn't i just my thing was what would stevie do and i wanted to come up with something really cool and you wanted to go with funk and not disco that's what that's how it spoke to me so i wasn't even i wasn't thinking about disco i was thinking about what would be the most effective way to make this this long song uh, remain interesting six minutes later. was there even a
2: suggestion for a bridge or
5: no No, because it was cool we all knew that it was cool the way it was. I, I just wanted to give it something unique rhythmically that would drive it <laughs> the whole, and, wow. my, and, my, and my, my inspiration was was steve 's unorthodox uh, drumming style?
2: With the hi-hat and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you were thinking, like, love having you around? Like, that, that whole, like...
5: Yeah, I was thinking, what oh would do? Yeah. God! I was thinking, what would Stevie do? So that's why I came over... You know, the hi-hat, the toms, everything. Yo. And by the way, when we had Ed Green, the legendary session drummer, play, he couldn't play the whole thing. Ha, ha, ha. I know. You- <laughs> he had to do it in, in three different um,
2: takes. Okay, so when we got... we, when Yeah, yeah. I heard the... The, 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 the master, yeah. I heard the master of it, yeah. Okay, and once I pulled the second and the third edition of the drums <laughs> away, and heard just a typical
5: boot, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is a normal drum break." Oh yeah, no, no, no. What it was it was just why did it was you? Just, that, that was the first take. I heard that right, and, and then you, then the toms and then the hi hat. So what was on your mind when you added those tom toms and in such an odd spot? Because I didn't add it in my head I was able to play the whole thing at once. So my the, 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 the entire thing was So that's how I was hearing it. And that's but, but since he could only do one bit at a time, that's how we, you know, mapped it out. But for me it was the whole rhythmic concept that I felt would work for the for the whole song. That was not normal thinking though. <laughs> Well, that's because I'm a keyboard player. It wasn't drama.
2: normal. It's the it's the equivalent. I'll explain that. It's the equivalent of all right. If you go to a roulette table mm. with a hundred bucks, and then let's say like you got lucky, and then you made three hundred, mm. and you could just you're walking away. and You're in the parking lot. Greg basically did the rhythm version of wait. I'll be right back, <laughs> and he ran <laughs> and just put. Everything on like one, really, not even on all black. He just, I'm gonna play 42 and see what happens. <laughs> wow. And there's no really? 42 on roulette,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he won, but he still
4: won,
2: and wow. one. it's Russian roulette. Wow, really? Is that how you look at it, dude? Because it's like they got three chances. I mean, okay, the Jacksons was fine and they went gold and it was cute, and then you yeah. know, the little summer series thing on CBS yeah, kind of yeah. sustained them. Yeah. But going places was like a decline, and I love that record still. But they needed they
3: this. needed a hit. Oh, yeah. they needed desperate. They needed a Absolutely.
2: miracle for sure. And yeah, this yeah, yeah. this was Super Bowl Patriots versus the Giants Right. with Crunch time. With yes, yeah, so I'm making a football reference. Yes,
1: I'm waiting. I'm waiting for
2: me to mess up. <laughs> yeah. When, well, you saw in, in the Super Bowl the last ten seconds left, and the Giants just threw a hell mary pass. Yeah. And look
4: at you. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's my
2: first sports reference I got correct. No, dude, I, that's
5: it's that's just amazing to me because well, thank you. It, no, cuz I Laya, I wasn't really look looking at it that way. I just first of all if I felt that kind of pressure, I'm sure I wouldn't have come up all with right. that. But I mean, I just, I, you know, they, they played me the song and I thought, oh, it's so cool. Let's dance.
0: Let's dance. So you're not and conscious I'm, of your genius? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Stop that. I, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I didn't,
5: all I wanted to do was come up with a really hip and different groove. And again, it goes back to what would Stevie do? And that's, that was the inspiration for the whole thing.
0: Does right? he know that? Does he know that you think you approach things that way?
5: Does Steve know? Yeah, does he know? Uh, I, I think he does. Or did he know
2: that he, that, I, I know, he was the know. template
5: for that song? No, he didn't know that.
2: Wow. No. So don't stop till you get enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. did that bridge write itself
4: great
5: we know the song guys okay. come on, come on we're giving you, know, on. Like, you like, some background music for the conversation <laughs> you know what, no, you know what, <laughs> you're gonna play it anyway so. <laughs> no but you, know, you can play it but actually I should have I should have brought my little souvenir we found but it by the way you found it Oh, it's, okay. yeah. it's a podcast it's not visual anyway but you know I, I have at the house I have a 45, with both our names. Yeah, the name, yeah, we was, we was talking about that the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah we Damn.
2: found about after you. Okay, so back story: uh, Greg did me and uh, Boss Bill's class in in NYU, uh, where he told us this story that he's about to tell. And since then, I've, it's been my mission to find every 45 with your name on it,
5: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: I, I have three now. Really? Yeah, hell yeah, that's that's my obsession. Any, any, don't stop to get enough with your name on the writer's credits. Wow! I found it. All right, so tell,
5: tell the the story. Okay. Well, and you know, Spike asked me to tell the story too when he did the doc. Um, for mm-hmm. what was it? Off the, Off the wall. Off the wall, right? And I did.
1: And he the loved estate. it, but it
5: it it, it no, didn't never, make it. Never. The Ooh, estate, <laughs> the estate said, "I don't <laughs> think so." <laughs>
3: well, the estate has no control over this show. So yeah, yeah. okay.
5: Because so, the estate "Was like I don't think so, cousin." I don't think so. Um. So, um. Get a call from Mike. He wants me to come by. Um. To write a song, or to hear a song to write. I go. Okay, so I hop on over to Havenhurst and um, uh, see him, and he uh, plays me this thing and says,
0: um,
5: it just needs something, uh, it just needs another section. So I hear it, and, um, you know, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, everything's there. The the verse, the, the hook, you know, it's a cool groove. Everything's great. Yeah, it just needs one more second section. So I go. And probably in the time that it would take you to hum the Jeopardy theme song, mm-hmm. I came up with Q Bridge. <speaking in> <speaking in> <speaking in> <speaking in> <laughs> okay. so I I played that, and then I said, "So what do you think?" He goes, "I like it." Go yeah? He says yeah. He says well, wow, cool. So I'm thinking, okay, well, now he did ask me to come over to write, so I'm guessing I should call myself a co-writer. <laughs> oh. So I says, "Well, um, so I, what are you, am I gonna get a?" he said this? He goes, yeah. I go, really? He says, yeah. I says, well, what do you think? He goes, what do you think? I go, what do you think? And he goes, So we're, doing, we're going back and forth on that. So now in my mind, <laughs> 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 there's another sound for what's going on in my mind. That I can't, but it's just like, <laughs> the wheels are spinning. In the, and all this is happening in nanoseconds, right? So I'm thinking, oh my God, what do I think? What, what do I say? Um, what's how much uh 50 per- no right. that's too much uh answer? 40 no not quite uh, 35 i don't know uh, 25 well maybe uh, i'm not sure uh, 15 uh, i don't know uh, so i keep talking myself, you talk down. Down. I talk myself down i talk myself down i talk myself i admit it to what number so i said well how about 10 percent?" oh my <clears throat> that sounds fair i mean, I know, I know i know like i know but stay with me So I says, what, what about 10%? He goes, okay. I go, really? He goes, yeah. I don't even know how I drove home because I'm sure I could have uh, levitated. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) 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 so I'm just like loopy at this point. Right. And I'm just so excited. Some days pass. Uh, I get something in the mail. It's a contract. Okay. Open okay. it up, and um, I'm looking, and I'm scrolling down. First of all, I don't even pay attention to the fact that they misspelled my, na- my last name. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care that they used a T instead of a P. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> I don't care. Filling games. Filling games. Filling, gains. Filling, 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 gains. Filling T- gains. TH instead of PH. Oh. Yeah. So I don't care. I, I get past that. It's, it's at that. it's at the top of the contract anyway. I don't care. I scroll down. I go, man. I'm looking for the punchline, and I see 10%. I go,
4: it's in there. Okay. It's
5: in there. I'm in there. I am in, there! in, there! in there! <laughs> so, um, some more time passes, right? Yeah. Some more days pass, and then I got a phone call, and it's from one of uh, uh, Mike's managers at the time. It was either Ron Weisner or Freddie DeMann. It was probably Freddie. Freddie. And he says, Hey, Greg, you know that contract with I said, yes, no problem. It's on the way back to you any any second now. No worries. He's like, well, not so fast. Mm. Mm. And this is where you have the sound effect for a breaking car like... <laughs> 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 well, that, that'll work too. <laughs> and I go, w- w- what do you mean not so fast? He goes, well, Michael's been thinking about this. Uh. And um, turns out that he is determined that what you did was more of a an arrangement. Okay. Well. So that falls under the category of arrangement. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna, that
0: we're gonna, wasn't gonna on break on that. Michael.
5: We're we're gonna we're gonna pass on that contract part. So uh thanks for your contribution and we'll check back with you.
0: Well what you get for the wow. arrangement? I mean what the what is the difference money? Oh god.
5: Yeah, well, I got a pat on the back. Uh-uh. And, uh, Laya, see, this was my introduction to business. Okay. So, do you th- well, Slight question, though. Okay. Did you... Because I have a lot more to say about it. But did
2: you... you let, no, this is... Let me... Go this ahead. This is one of the times I got to interrupt. So, with Destiny what? and Triumph, with Destiny and Triumph, were there any talks of, hey, guys, can I get co-production at least or what am I doing here
5: because um, here are well, those sessions you're like leading that shit yeah I know I know and and yes there were and there was an answer for that question nope. and the, no there was an answer the answer came in the form of the term associate producer mm. which doesn't mean, mean shit yeah. Yeah, it it's, doesn't mean anything but, you know, they figured they'd just throw me half of a, bone. an old bone and shut me up. That's the answer to, to that question. But I got to go back because, um, as I was saying to Elia, the, my, my introduction to uh, business, business and, and the fact that I was not only young, but of the makeup that didn't want to fight. Yeah.
0: Non-confrontational, and, and
5: this is the difference between me and I'd say nine out of the ten artists in today's world because they are freaking savvy and they don't care, mm-hmm. and I applaud them for that. I applaud them for their their business savvy and their 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 uh, their understanding but unfortunately in a lot of ways nothing has changed from th- what happened to me and you know 40 years before that in the 50s mm-hmm. to this to to these days because there's still those horror stories of people just being grossly unfair for virtually no reason and who did you you said the 10% went broken of course not yeah. what's well, that that's not the issue the issue is the appearance. I of want no. Yeah, yeah the, I, I want it all. And the, the issue is the. But now, while this is going on, while these days are passing, and while the the you know the contracts in the works, and before I get the phone call from Freddie, the forty five, the single was already going to print. Mm. It was already being pressed. That's why you have initial copies with my name and Michael's because. Even people like Quincy thought, oh, man, Greg is in. He's in there, man. He was so proud Mm -hmm. of me. And then, you know, because that was the first pressing. Mm -hmm. So it already went to (laughs) press with my name on it, uh, only for Michael to change his mind later on.
0: See, that's when we talked to Quincy. He had this kind of disposition of, yeah, that's Michael, and that was messed up, but that's Michael.
5: Yeah, but guess what? There's a Quincy version of that, too.
2: And if you want to hear that Quincy Jones story, make sure you tune in next week for part two of the Questlove Supreme interview with the one and only Greg Fillingate. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry to leave y'all hanging like that, but you know how it is, y'all. Uh, make sure y'all come back next week. We'll have more treats for y'all. We'll see you on the next go round. See you. Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.